Good morning. morning. Our special thanks to two of our lovely young ladies, uh, so gifted and so sweet and such a blessing to the church family. We always appreciate uh, both of them when they play and the others of our young folks who play for us on Sunday and encourage our hearts by sharing their gifts with us. If you will take your pew Bible, please, and turn with us to page 876. Pew Bible, 876. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. Our service is a bit different today, and that seems appropriate. I wanted us to begin with the reading of the Christmas story. You have the Pew Bible open to Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20, and we will not read responsively. I want all of us to read together these verses. And in honor of the reading of the Word of God, would you stand, please? Reading together. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth. To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day In the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there is with thee a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them to heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even to Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came haste, and found Mary and Joseph 
in the day, lying in a manger. They made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. God always adds his blessing to the reading of his holy word. You may be seated. Unto us a Savior is born. Would y'all bow and pray with me? Oh, Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much that we can refer to your Son as the bread of life. Lord, I thank you so much that he came not to do his own will, but to do your will. And he is uh, a good example for us to be a humble servant uh, to you. Lord, on a day when we are uh, full of so much that rots away, entertains for a, a small time, and satisfies for a little bit, Lord, I'm so thankful that you are more thrilling, more satisfying and more complete than anything this world has to offer. Lord, I pray that we would uh, just embrace the truth that your love endures forever, that your word stands firm forever, and that we can find all we need in you. And it's in Jesus' name I thankfully pray. Amen. Amen. Would you join us, please, in singing number 132? And then we're going to sing number 133 as a medley. And you'll see on these hymns there are some arrows beside the verses. We'll sing verses 1 and 3, Angels We Have Heard on High. And then we'll sing all three verses of Hark the Herald, Angels Sing. What a privilege to gather on Christmas Day, Sunday morning, and sing these wonderful Christmas hymns of faith. Would you stand with us, please, as we sing? I doubt that uh, any pastor has a more loving, more gifted staff than I'm privileged to share with here at Wake Chapel Church. I ask for their input, and I take their input, and I take it very seriously. 
two fine men. However, I'm not sure that they are 100% correct. Um, about three weeks ago, we were talking about this service this morning, and I don't know where the suggestion came from. Uh, I kind of wish I'd been out of the office when it was made, but the suggestion was made, Pastor, why don't you have the kids come down front and you talk to them this morning? And I just laughed. I said, you guys got to be kidding. But they weren't. Uh, and there's an old saying which came to mind and is still in my mind, and that is, fools rush in where angels fear to tread. You never know what kids are going to say or what kids are going to do. And uh, I did my best to get David or Seth to do this this morning, uh, but they weren't having any of it. Pastor, that's why they give you that name, Pastor. You do it. And I love kids. You know that I love kids. Do anything in the world for them. I love to hug them and just whatever. But this one frightens me a little bit. So, we're going to do it anyway. If you normally, if you're a young person here and you normally go to children's church or you are up through six years of age, normally go to children's church or through six years of age, would you join me please here at the front of the church? Come on, gang, you're no more afraid of doing this than I am. Come on, Mike. Get up here, boy. Come on, guys. Come on, sweetheart. Tell you what, let's get let's get you guys turned around. I want them to see you too. Come here, come here, come on. Yeah, come on, step. That's all right. Come on, right here. Turn around. That a boy. That a boy. I'm not gonna bite, or at least not hard. Now, folks, uh, this is Christmas. It's a joyful time. Uh, it's a time of celebration. Uh, uh, and, and a couple of my questions this morning, uh, probably somebody's going to leave thinking, he shouldn't ask that in church. But I'm doing this, okay? I got roped into it, so you just listen, okay? Get here, boy. Come on. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Matt, do I need to do anything in this thing? Good, okay. couple of questions. Y'all ready? Huh? 
Okay, wait a minute. It's my turn. What does a snowman like to eat for breakfast? Snow? Snow? Oh, come on. Y'all can do better than that. Don't you know what they eat? Snowmen eat for breakfast? Frosted flakes. And I really did not get these from John Baines. It may sound like it, but I didn't really get them from John Baines. Okay, I, I, another one like this. Uh, do you know... You can, Hey, don't leave me. I'm liable to cry. Uh, he got two trains for Christmas. I know that. So he's thinking about trains, not this stuff. Okay, gang, come on now. Listen to me, will you, for just a minute. How do we know that Santa is really good at karate? Huh? Y'all know? How do we know that Santa is really good at karate? He's got a black belt. I heard the ah. <laughs> One more in the same vein. What did Adam say to his wife the night before Christmas? Nothing, right? He said, Merry Christmas, Eve. Thank you for not running off. Okay, a little more serious, Vane. A lot more serious. Uh, who woke up first at your house this morning? Huh? Come on, tell me. Who woke up first at your house first? Huh? You don't know? This thing's not going to bite you either. Who woke up first at your house? My sister. Your sister. What'd she do when she woke up? Wake me up. Woke you up. <laughs> who woke up first at your house? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. They're all still asleep, right? Who woke up first at your house? Um, Mama. Mama did? Okay, well, good. Who woke up at home, Michael? Who woke up at home this morning, Michael? <laughs> That's who woke up first. <laughs> okay, do y'all have, have a favorite Christmas song? What's your favorite Christmas song? David, we haven't sung that one yet. What's your favorite song? Huh? Silent Night, Jingle Bells, what? You got one? Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells, okay, good guy. You got a Christmas song you like, sweetheart? Jingle Bells. Huh? What is it? Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells. Okay, Jingle Bells, very good. Who were Jesus? Who were Jesus' parents? Who were Jesus' parents? You know who Jesus' parents were? Joseph and Mary. Joseph and Mary. Way to go, Doc. Way to go. Yes, sir. What? Anybody know what a manger is? What is a manger?
No, no, no. Leave that boy alone. Leave that boy alone. He's all right. No, Mom, just leave that boy alone. He's fine. Come on. All right. Um, what animals were with Jesus when he was born? What animals were with Jesus when he was born? You know? Lambs. Lambs, okay. Well. Sheep. Sheep, all right. You know what animals were with Jesus when he was born? Sheep. Sheep, okay. Sheep. Sheep, I got you. Sheep. Michael said a train. I don't know. Sheep. Sheep. Do you know what gifts the wise men brought to Jesus? What? Frankincense. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Very good, young man. You know what? Did you hear? What gifts did the wise men bring to Jesus? You know? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Way to go, gal. Way to go, sweetheart. Um, one other question. What is a gift? Now think about this for just a minute. Carter, get back here. Does anybody have a chain? Listen, okay, very seriously for just a minute, okay? What is a gift that Jesus might like to get from you? Ah, get out of here. What? What gift might Jesus like to get from you? You know? What do you say, Tiger? Uh, myself. Now, that's a pretty doggone good answer, folks. My Did you hear what he said? Myself. Myself. Yes, sir. Yeah. Listen, gang. You know Pastor loves you? Yes. Two lovely young ladies. And thank you for your help, sweetheart. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Now... Ladies and gentlemen, we have an acrobatic team here this morning. Can you do it one more time? Huh? Come on, one more time. All right, good. <laughs> Thank you. You may go back to mom and dad. You may go back to mom and dad. Thank you, gang. Thank you. Thank you, sweetie. I appreciate it, baby. <laughs> You're welcome, darling. You're sure welcome. <laughs> Unpredictable though they are, they are precious. And we thank God for each of them. And we've got others that couldn't be with us this morning. But we are grateful to God. And I want to say this special word to parents. Thank you for having the kind of home that these children are being reared in. Thank you. The one other thing, parents, uh, your children are lovely and they behaved exactly the way I wanted them to behave when they were here this morning. So when you go home, don't say, Junior or daughter, I wish you hadn't done that. 
I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they did it. They're being who they are. They're children. And they are precious in the sight of the Lord Jesus Christ. David, let's sing. Maggie, thank you. Thank you very much. You have in your worship folder this morning uh, a word of thanks to all who have uh, provided poinsettias and other flowers around the church. It's in this folder. And uh, today we appreciate, let me say to you, we appreciate your leaving the poinsettias in the church until today. At the close of this hour of worship, if you have placed a poinsettia here in honor or in memory of someone, you may take it home with you. And God bless you. Thank you so much. And to all of those who've had a part in decorating our church for the Christmas season. I suppose if I were pressed, I would have to say Christmas is my favorite time of the year. And perhaps it is with many of you. It's a delightful time, a joyful time. It's a time of festive gatherings. It's a time when families get together with great food and usually too much of it. <clears throat> it's a time of sitting in front of a fireplace. It is a time of nostalgic Memories of Christmas's past, some when we were growing up, some as recently as last year. Very precious times to us. It is a time of beautiful decorations. Look around you, and I'm sure your home mirrors the same thing. It is a time of wonderful, blessed music. I suppose I would have to say Christmas is the best of all holidays. And I would hate to miss it, wouldn't you? That's a strange thought, missing Christmas. I mean, how could anyone miss Christmas? We are drowning in a sea of advertising. But it's true. Untold millions of people miss Christmas every year. And this isn't something that is new. People have been missing Christmas for centuries. Think about it. There's some folks who missed the first Christmas. The first person to miss Christmas, you'll find recorded in Luke chapter 2, verse 7. If you have your Bible, would you turn there with me, please? Luke chapter 2, verse 7. There we read, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. For just a moment, okay, think about the innkeeper. Christmas was right in front of him. 
but he missed it. He had to confront a woman who by her very appearance must have evidenced the fact that she was about to give birth to a child. But the innkeeper had no room. And because of that, he missed Christmas. The innkeeper missed Christmas. It happened right before his eyes. How could that have been? I would suggest to you the innkeeper missed Christmas because he was preoccupied. He was too busy. All of his guest rooms were full. Every nook and cranny, anywhere within miles, were full. I feel sure we don't have a record of it, but I feel sure the innkeeper was taking care of his guests. I don't believe that he was hostile. I have no record of that. I don't believe that the innkeeper was unloving. There is no record of that. I don't believe he was unsympathetic or indifferent. He was just too busy. How's that with you? I mean, seriously, folks. Over the last 10, 12 days, over the last two months, how much time have you spent, how much time have I spent I've asked myself the questions before I ask them of you. How much time have you spent thinking about Christmas? What Christmas really is? Have we been so busy ordering from Amazon? Or spending time at the mall? Or fretting about something that we couldn't get, we knew that we weren't going to get on time? Has that consumed us? Now, there's nothing wrong with doing those things unless they consume us. Unless we are too busy for what and for the person that Christmas is. The innkeeper is the first one who missed Christmas. Luke chapter 2 verse 7. Second, and this is a group. If you have your Bible, would you turn with me please to Matthew chapter 2 verse 4. Matthew chapter 2 verse 4. I suppose this is one that puzzles me more than the rest of them. But the religious leaders of the first century, the religious leaders of the time that Jesus was born, they missed Christmas. Matthew chapter 2 verse 4. Herod had heard about this from the wise man. He knew there was going to be a king that was born, a child that was to be born. In verse 4 of Matthew chapter 2, we read, And gathering all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he began to inquire of them where the Christ was to be born. And would you notice their response? Verse 5, They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. Now, they took their cue from what had been written. The interesting thing to me is these people were the theologians. They were the scribes. They were the great teachers of the day. They were the leaders of the day religiously. They were the linguists. They were the historians. They knew that where the Messiah would be born. They quoted the scriptures. But the amazing thing to me is they never went to see for themselves. That's true. 
the priests and the theologians never bothered themselves. In spite of the knowledge that they had, they never went to see and worship. They missed Christmas. And I would suggest to you the reason the religious leaders missed Christmas was indifference. They knew facts, but they never gave, they never gave feet to those facts. They never went to see for themselves. The religious leaders missed Christmas because of indifference. Here's a third and even larger group. Turn with me, please, to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. Luke chapter 4 and verse 16. And there we read, And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. By the way, I just insert here. That is something that I have always thought was important in reading the Word of God. And you hear me say often, in honor of the reading of the Word of God, would you stand? That's where this comes from. Verse 17. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And he opened the book and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives, to recover sight to the blind, to set free those who are downtrodden, to proclaim the favorable year of our Lord. And he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And all eyes in the synagogue were fastened upon him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. He was saying to the people there, I am the Messiah. This scripture, it was a messianic passage that he had read. And he said, this scripture is being fulfilled in front of you today. I am the Messiah. I am the fulfillment of that text in Isaiah. How did the people respond to that? If you look at verse 22 of that same chapter. And all were speaking well of him and wondering at the gracious words which were falling from his lips. And they were saying, is not this Joseph's son? Basically, I understand this text of scripture to be saying that the people were saying, who's he kidding? He's not the Messiah. He can't be the Messiah. This is Joseph's son. He's the son of the carpenter. Who's he kidding? Nazareth missed Christmas. Why? It may sound strange, but I believe that it's fair to say Nazareth missed Christmas because of familiarity. They knew who he was. They knew his family. They didn't believe when he read that messianic passage and said, this is being fulfilled in your presence today. Nazareth missed Christmas. They were too familiar. They knew him so well that 
He wasn't special to them. You know, familiarity can blind our eyes to how wonderful Jesus is. We've heard so many sermons. We've read the text of Scripture, Matthew through Luke, so often. I wonder if it's possible that for whatever reason, whether it's preoccupation like the innkeeper, whether it's indifference like the religious leaders, or whether it's familiarity, I wonder if we're going to miss Christmas. It's today. We celebrate Christmas today. But have we been so wrapped up in all of the things before today, and even today there are folks within the sound of my voice who are worried about getting home because family's coming for lunch and I don't have everything quite ready. Are we going to miss Christmas, folks? My prayer for all of us here this morning is that we won't miss Christmas, the real Christmas, to celebrate the birth of the King of Kings. I hope we see him for all that he is, a baby born in a manger, grew into manhood, Voluntarily went to the cross of Calvary where he died that we might have forgiveness through him, through his sacrificial death on the cross for all who will put their faith and trust in him. Dear people, Christmas is a wonderful time. It is a blessed time, a joyful time. Let's not miss it. Would you pray with me? Lord, we are some of the best people on the top side of this earth at making excuses. They come so easily, they roll off of our tongues. Well, I should have done such and such, but. And then the excuses come. Sometimes, Lord, it's familiarity. We know the Christmas story. Sometimes we're just busy. I'm not persuaded personally that there are any in this room who will miss Christmas because of indifference. But we miss it for other reasons. May this be a blessed day. Far and away beyond. Meals. Presence, family gatherings, all of the things which we do enjoy and which have their place at Christmas. We would not downplay any of those unless they come to a place where they take your place. Thank you for meeting with us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Merry Christmas to all of you.
Would you stand with us, please, and let's sing. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Mark Acuff is going to come and dismiss us with prayer just in a moment. This is Christmas. It's the day that we celebrate his birth. I would like for all of us, before Mark comes to pray, and uh, if you would just take a couple of minutes... And you don't have to go across the rows or anything like that, but perhaps the row in front of you and the row behind you. Just genuinely tell somebody that you love them and Merry Christmas. Would you do that right now? God bless you, man. I love you. Mark. God bless you, folks. Remember that we do have guests with us today. As I mentioned earlier, some who haven't been with us for a while, they've been out of town, uh, perhaps have moved. We have guests with us this morning. Please, please don't let anybody leave this church without a word of greeting from the members. God bless you and Merry Christmas. Mark, would you come pray for us and dismiss us, please? Would you bow and pray with me? Father in heaven, what a privilege it is to celebrate Christmas here at this church with our family, our friends, and our loved ones. Our hearts are full of joy. We thank you, Father, that today we celebrate the greatest gift of all. You sent your only Son to live and to die and to rise again victorious over death because you loved us so very much. Thank you that because of that we have the hope of eternal life. And thank you, Father, that because of that we have the hope of seeing our loved ones who've gone on before us. What a day that will be. Father, we ask you to bless our mission of the day, Transworld Radio. Thank you that they carry the Great Commission around the world. And thank you for the privilege that we have to serve with them and with so many that work there right here in our own congregation. I ask you, Lord, that you would see fit to meet their needs financially and physically and logistically and uh, Lord I pray that each one of us would take the heart our responsibility to do that and to be your conduit for it may we be faithful to your calling 
to proclaim your word around the world. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.